What's up, Rooted fam? It's Doe and Mo. We're back with the Rooted Life Podcast. You know it. I need y'all to get into this beat, though. Y'all, let this soak in. It's so freaking good. Wow. Every time. Shout out to Spin. Oh, my God. You went off. My guy. If you were at our party um, last week, then you know that Morgan said if you can figure out the sample from that uh, intro, we got something special for y'all. So... Um, let us know. DM us. Let us know yeah, what y'all think. Let's see that how much y'all is. really know old school gospel. We let's see if know. y'all been planted in word. If y'all know that old school. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, y'all. Welcome. Wow. It's, it's our first episode back. I can't really believe it. It feels wow. like we've been gone a long time. Because a lot has happened. It's so been five much. years. Quarantine has added five years to our lives. <laughs> it's so been five years. It's been five years. So welcome. So happy to see you. Yeah, y'all. If you found us on Instagram or if you found us online, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hey. Um, and if you don't know, we believe in worship and witness because, you know, the more we know God, then the better we can reflect him. So mm-hmm. the podcast is where we really get a chance to just keep it real with y'all. We share some personal stories. Um, and really just give y'all practical ways for us to um, strengthen our faith. Yeah. So keep walking with him. So if you've been here for a while, then you know we like to get it started with our glows and grows. Yeah. <laughs> My so favorite. It is good. So if y'all are new, basically a glow is a celebration of what we've done well. And a grow is just that. It's an area that we need to grow in. So this week, I'm going to start off with my grow so okay. I end on a you know a good note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grow is just not letting my singleness be a distraction mm-hmm. um, and not letting it steal my joy. So that is an area of growth for me in yes, this Lord. season. Mm-hmm. But glowing, girl. Come on. I feel like I've been more consistent in my quiet time with God yeah. during quarantine than probably ever in my walk. So I'm really proud of that. I'm, just, I'm really prioritizing it. And I'm like, oh, I see what happens when we put you first, guy. You yeah. really... Look at you showing out. Look at you doing your thing. Appreciate you. Okay. What about you? I love it. Um, So my grow, I think, is my attitude. And Mm -hmm. just like, so I learned about this thing called like baseline with emotions. And it's basically like, this is your um, rest barometer, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So when like nothing's really going on where your emotion lies. And you kind of want to be relatively positive and joyful, even when nothing is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when things do happen, you swing. So something great Mm -hmm. happens, you can swing really high. Something terrible happens, you can swing really low. And I think where you really want to rest is like you want your emotions to not swing that far from your baseline. Ooh. And I think that's my grow because um, sometimes really great things happen and I swing super high. Mm. But then when I get back to that baseline, if something bad happens, I swing super low. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just staying at that nice like middle ground, which is like finding joy in everything. Um, and then my glow is like I just feel like my obedience is getting better. Ooh. Like, you know, if y'all were listening to the podcast probably this time last year, your girl, she I'm struggling with some things <laughs> and I think though I am still struggling I'm not struggling as hard because I'm okay. like listening to the Holy Spirit and letting him do his thing which is help me please. okay please <laughs> help me out bro speaking <laughs> of helping folks we're back y'all with this new season and this season little drum roll please come on now we are talking drum roll here just a r- yeah I was looking for a button but I just have no. applause so, so no, uh, <laughs> we've done that already. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about relationships, but not just romantic relationships, but friendships. And I feel like quarantine has highlighted all the areas that I'm strong in, but I feel like quarantine has just kind of just shine a light on all the areas that we all are weak in. And I think mm-hmm. relationships is just really a place of growth for a lot of people. Yeah. And also like we've been friends for 10 years. 
But the last two years, I just feel like I have learned so much about like my own blind spots, the mm. place I have too much pride, uh, my strength. And so I feel like just being close to you these last two years has grown me so much. And I feel like also you're somebody who really invests in learning about relationships. Like mm. we're always reading books. We're in a book club. We're watching a sermon. Like I think we both are so yeah. motivated to strengthen our relationships. And so I'm just excited to just share what we've learned through the last couple of years of just being in the word and yeah. looking at content and resources. So I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm really excited about it too. And I think, you know, what we have learned about relationships and why they matter is mm-hmm. really two things. The first thing is like we were designed for a relationship, yeah. both with God and people. And then secondly, relationships, the impact on our lives is so significant, Ugh. like so significant. And we'll get into that later. But, you know, creation is always designed to be tethered to the creator. That's so good. if you think about any product, Apple, you think about Steve Jobs, mm. you think about Own, you're going to think about Oprah. You think about Amazon, Jeff, like, so because we were created and designed in God's image, we immediately are inherently connected back to God. Right. And so, you know, in the very beginning, it's like God designed us in his image, but then went a step further, knowing that in order for us as humans to truly thrive, we also needed people. Mm -hmm. And so you got Genesis 2, 18, it says, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Mm. And so God was like, okay, people need people. And a lot of times, you know, I want to point out, people use this to justify marital relationships. Like, oh, you know, it's not good for men to be alone. What about that? That means we all have a mate out here romantically. And it's like, "Mm." God was actually just saying, (laughs) it's not good for us to be by ourselves. Like, literally, it's not good for us to have no other person present. Mm. That's what alone means. And so relationships are therefore important to us. God, that's... uh... That's a word. I'm like, I don't even know where do, where do we go from there? Jeez. <laughs> it, it's a lot. Yeah, I think it's so interesting, too, because we live in a society that really idolizes marriage, especially mm. in, like, Christian and church. We Everything about relationships, we automatically think marriage, marriage, marriage. It's very true. But God wants us to have godly and healthy community. So I think yeah. it's so important for us to talk about, like, yeah, marriage is out there for some people, maybe someday, but more than anything, we are all influenced by our relationships. So I just love that we're going to spend some strategic time talking about just general relationships because honestly, I'm tired of talking about marriage. Uh, me too. <laughs> so moving on. Um, <laughs> impact of relationships being significant. So when you think about any type of life change you've ever had, mm. more than likely it was connected to or impacted, influenced by a shift in a yep. relationship. Yep. So whether that is like family, professional, friend, romantic, these moments truly change us. Mm. I mean, there's just, they're just so, um, they, we feel them both emotionally and physically, you know, mm. they really hit us. And so I think another thing is like relationships, they either cause your life to either be progressing or they cause your life to be on pause. Mm. And it's very quickly, to, it's very easy to look at a relationship and quickly determine like, is this pushing me forward mm-hmm. or do I feel like I'm staying in the same place? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So why do doing relationships well matter? I feel like we know that relationships are important. We talked about how God has designed us, but like, why is it significant for us to have healthy relationships? I think for one, relationships really determine the quality and the direction of our lives. I heard a pastor say, I don't remember if it was Pastor Ben or Pastor Mike, some pastor we love, was basically talking about like the biggest wins and losses in our life 
involve relationships. And I think what's difficult is a lot of us have not had healthy examples of that. So Mm. we perpetuate dysfunctional patterns, but we don't even know we're doing it because it's just what we saw. Um, But what I love is like healthy and godly relationships. They just lovingly shine a light on our dysfunction Mm. and they teach us and develop us and show us healthier ways of being. Um, And what I love about healthy relationships is like you're able to tap into wisdom that you don't currently have. Like when I have friends who are godly and healthy and loving, like I can tap into their perspective, their experiences and that helps me make better holistic decisions mm-hmm. um, I think even with that like godly relationships or healthy relationships like they point you back to Christ and not in like a critical or judgmental way but like in their kindness in their compassion they're just like just very gently just leading you back and being like remember mm-hmm. God loves you right like yeah. I was on the phone with our friend Toby the other night we do like a prayer every Thursday and I was just having a moment she's like you know God loves you right and I'm like I mean I knew it but just hearing a friend say it I'm just yeah. like oh, okay, you're right. He loves me. We're good. Um, And kind of like you said earlier, life is so hard. Like, it's difficult. Like, you literally can't, you can't do this by yourself. You just can't. You can try, but you're not going to make it very far. And so what I love, too, is like when you have healthy relationships, they really hold you up, whether that's praying with you or for you or encouraging you or laughing with you or just just bringing much needed support to help you just like do this life thing together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think lastly, one of the things I love best about having healthy relationships is like my friends make me better. You know, in Proverbs, they talk about iron sharpening iron and like, you know, a man sharpens the countenance or the character of his friend. So it's like when you do relationships well, your relationships actually make you better. They yes, sharpen they and improve your character. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't you want that? Yeah, you definitely want it. And and that countenance word, you know, it just Ooh, keeps Lord. popping up for us. Everywhere. And and learning and studying about Psalms and David, learning that countenance is like what's reflected on your face, like yeah. the emotion that you're expressing and the behavior that you're putting forth. Mm-hmm. And so to know that your relationships can help you feel better like they help your face rest in a more positive and joyful way and Mm -hmm. they help you treat other people better like when you have healthy relationships and things happen with other people that you may not be in relationship with you know how to apply some of those things to these other relationships so even your encounters with strangers will be more positive because it's like you know what I I understand people better Mm -hmm. so I know how to engage with other people even if they're not giving me what I want them to get it. That is so true. It really does teach you to how in, how to interact with all people, all whether people. you're at work, yeah. whether you're at Trader Joe's. Like, oh, that's and, a really good point. And I just thought about, too, if it stems from the ultimate relationship, mm-hmm. which is you and your relationship with God, Come remember, that's the first one you were designed for. So if you get that relationship mm-hmm. right, if you understand how to navigate and maneuver there, that impacts your personal relationships and how you work with other people. Yeah. And I'm going to add on to what you added on, too. It's like <laughs> anytime I interact with somebody who's, is not gracious or kind. I always go back to the foundation. It's like, oh, that's you and God. Mm. Just like when I work with kids and they don't know how to share or they're mean or they're harsh. I'm like, oh, your parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't teach you. Like yes. you're not connected to a healthy source. So when I interact with people who just can't seem to show compassion, even to strangers, I'm like, oh, something's wrong in your connection with God. There's a disconnect yeah. there. Because if you're connected to him, you don't get it right all the time, but you're able to show more kindness and compassion because you're you're connected to the source who's yep. giving you the compassion, the grace, yeah. the mercy. Um, and I think, too, when you get relationships wrong, girl, I feel like that SpongeBob me when his hands are on his knees, he's like, <laughs> like breathing, breathing deeply. When you get relationships wrong, it is such a high price to pay and I think even like if you think back on your most painful memory so just take a moment and just think back on your most painful memory I would argue that pretty much 
every trauma or baggage we can ever experience is a result of a dysfunctional, unhealthy, or hurtful relationship. Mm, 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 That's heavy. That is very heavy. And so unhealthy relationships, they cost us. They cost us physically with our health, emotionally, mentally, financially, because you got to pay for therapy. You got to pay for a divorce. I mean, it is unhealthy relationships are costly. Time. time which it you can't get back so much time okay. and to that point like sometimes unhealthy relationships cost you so much that you're still paying for it years later wow wow you're still paying for it mm. years down the road time spent mm. that you still are trying to heal from they can cost you your life your freedom your joy i mean everything so it's like if if the cost of doing it wrong is so expensive it's like why don't we why are we not more equipped and mm-hmm. more strategic about it? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, even thinking about expense about relationships, like they're expensive financially to mm-hmm. heal from. They're expensive emotionally to heal from yep. mentally. It takes so much out of you to be healing from unhealthy relationships. It's time consuming when you could have been building something up. Mm-hmm. You're having to go back and reconstruct a broken foundation. Oof. I mean, unhealthy relationships, they just, when we get it wrong, it is just such a high price to pay, period. Yeah. And when you talk about cost, then, and you were saying, you know, why, if it costs so much, are we not better equipped? And I think even phrasing that differently, like, why don't we invest then? We don't. And what would help us make better decisions yeah. with that spend? Like, if yep. I'm going to spend money or mm-hmm. spend time, if we're using that analogy, if I'm going to spend on relationships, yeah. I should be doing the investing, the researching. I should yep. be putting in time wherever I need to mm-hmm. with God and with understanding biblically how relationships should flow mm-hmm. so that I make better investments. Period. Like, there's already risk. So there it's is. like, I don't want to be out here willy nilly spending my time, my emotions, my heart. It, it's been broke enough time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Ooh. So when we thought about like, okay, what are the two types of relationships that most of us struggle in the most? Uh-huh. So you got friendships. Facts. And then you got romantic relationships. Big facts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really like nobody teaches us, how Pastor Mike says, uh, to win in relationship. Mm-mm. Nobody really teaches us that. No. It's very trial and error. We just out here willy-nilly <laughs> just trying to figure it out. And, you know, Morgan and I are by no means experts, Mm-mm. but we have just learned so much yeah. through building our friendship and business relationship and then just by like spending time with God and watching all these different sermons and reading things and so really we just felt like this was a great opportunity for us to share all this stuff we have absorbed and now Mm -hmm. uh, we can put it in front of y'all so y'all can be better at relationships just like we want to be better at relationships and let me add one thing we're not an expert but I did go to school to oh, yeah. basically be a therapist. You so did. I know a little, yeah, you I did. do have a little bit of like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. some, some background in yeah. terms of like the research and, and data. So yeah. it's not just like, Oh, what we feel is like, no, there is, there are statistics yeah. for this, I'm which a, I think I'm is a helpful perspective to add to. I, I think, yeah, you can lean in on the data and I'll just share it. You guys, um, with you guys, my experiences. That <laughs> okay. Okay. Been traumatic. And yeah, so I see it in your face. That, okay. Need a hug. <laughs> hopefully that'll be helpful. Me sharing the ways that I've done it wrong. Uh, so we can all grow. Um, So some of the topics that we're going to cover this season uh, with friendships, we're going to talk about choosing friends wisely, Mm. friends of the opposite sex. We'll talk about boundaries and uh, dealing with conflict. I just got uncomfortable hearing the word (laughs) conflict. My stomach turned. (laughs) And then for romantic relationships, we'll talk about um, the season of singleness. We'll talk about dating. We'll talk about the culture of idolizing marriage. And then um, lastly, we're going to talk about what to look for in a mate. 
Wow. Um, both from the female and the male perspective. So I'm really excited about that. I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but just hearing it like that, I'm like, that sounds really good. good. Like it's if I were y'all, I would listen. I'm excited about it. I would listen. Okay. So since we're talking about relationships, I'm a little curious. What type of relationship have you struggled with the most? Um, I mean, I, between the two that yeah, we've yeah. identified, uh, I would say romantic. Okay. Um, I think that this is just the area where I find it difficult to like fully submit to God because mm. everything that feeds my flesh as it relates to romantic relationships feels good mm-hmm. and it feels more prominent than the direction that I'm getting from God. Ooh. And so cuddling and all these other, it's like, well, this feels good. So like, it's hard, I think for my mind to understand why God would tell me to say no to something that feels mm, good to mm-hmm. me, which I think is overall yeah. like our our constant conflict with sin. Like, but this feels good, so mm-hmm. why would God say no? And so it's really just something in me that struggles to release that and to know that the direction that he's giving me mm. um, is better than what my emotions are feeling in the moment. Wow. Yeah. That's a word. Uh, well, it actually works out. I agree. I have also failed just terribly, <laughs> just failed an F. Not even like a C, (laughs) just an F every time at romantic relationships. But I think the reason why my romantic relationships have failed and why I haven't done a great job is because like I have had to work through so many unhealthy relational practices. Like I didn't know how to relate to people in a healthy way. Like what we talked about or what we're going to talk about boundaries or like advocating for myself or like dealing with conflict in a healthy and loving way, like Mm. not getting all consumed. Like all the things I see in my romantic relationships were because I just didn't have good relational practices and it just bled over Mm. into romantic relationships. And I think that even more those immature relational practices showed up not only in friendships, but at work um, and family in every relationship at with family, uh, neighbors, just not being able to relate with people in a healthy way, mm. I think is why I think friendship is just the area that I that I want to grow in more. So I love it. Yeah. So of those topics, then what do you think uh, is the one that you're excited to talk about the most? Now? I'm excited about offense. Offense. And talking Ooh, and dealing offense. with conflict. Yeah, sip, sip your La Croix. Yeah, I'm going to sip my La Croix. <laughs> <laughs> with your lime. Sip mm-hmm. it because we need it. Um, I think it's the area that all of us struggle in. Or I say most. I don't want to make a generalization. I think because we are not often taught the tools necessary mm. to recognize our own role in it. Okay. Um, and I think that people are just, we live in a, in a society that's just easily offended, I think. And so we don't always have the courage or the language we need to navigate difficult conversations. So we just go around them and go around them and go around them, mm. but all that builds up and then you have resentment. Um, and then you don't have healthy relationships. And so I think because I have spent most of my life being, um, conflict adverse and just trying to avoid it. Mm-hmm. I think now I'm kind of in a place now where I want to deal with conflict in a healthy way. Um, and I want to hold my friends accountable but I want them to hold me accountable and I want us to be able to show grace and compassion because I think that's counterculture. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when we're dealing with conflict in a healthy way, I think that helps point people back to Christ. Cause they're like, Oh wow. They're so gracious. They're so kind. They're patient with dealing with um, the discomfort of, of conflict. So, and I think it's just applicable to every area. Like everybody got to deal with conflict. So mm. I'm hyped about that. That's good. That is good. Um, so <laughs> I think I'm probably most excited about um, under romantic relationships, this Ooh. idea of idolizing marriage. Mm. I'm really fascinated by how like Western culture and our society has made marriage this thing yeah. specifically that women have to obtain. Right. And it, it is equated to our value and mm-hmm. our worth. And so basically the world tells us, okay, if you don't have a man and are not producing children, then like, what are you worth as a woman? Yeah. And I think we have 
um, not even realized it, but it is like kind of seeped down into how we view success in our lives. Definitely. Like in yeah. addition to professional, it's like, okay, well, where's your man? Where's your children? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to kind of get into that because like biblically nor realistically is that the case. Like Mm-mm. we are worth so much more than marriage and children. Um, and everybody's not even meant to be married and have Mm-mm. children. And so, um, yeah, I can't really, uh, I can't wait to get into that. Yeah, I think that's such a good point, too, because you look at the Bible. There's so many people who were single and did wonderful things for Amazing. the kingdom. Our own Savior. A.K.A. Jesus. Uh, Jesus. So if it was good enough for Jesus. The guy. <laughs> the. The guy. <laughs> um, something else I'm really hyped to do uh, during the season, which we haven't done before, is like before we kind of been doing Bible studies on Tuesday, but we're going to be bringing in other Christian voices to the conversation. Mm-hmm. People who are single, who are married, some people who are our friends. Um, well, they're all our friends, but some of them we're going to talk about friendship with uh, and just learn from their experiences and their perspective and hear from their wisdom. And so I think I'm excited to kind of um, have a dialogue with them, but I'm also excited about putting our followers onto some really dope Christians who are doing some yes. really good work for the kingdom and just kind of like broadening that circle. Cause there's, there's a lot of really good content out there and there's no competition. So we're excited to kind of yeah. partner with some people. So I'm gonna have my pen and pad out. I'm gonna be out here taking notes. Cause I'm trying to learn sis. I love it. And I'm excited to get uh, the male perspective brought into the podcast. Yes. Like that is one of we my need it. favorite things about uh, this new season. It's just like, giving more variety and perspective. Mm-hmm. So, all right, y'all. Well, that is it for today. Uh, we're so excited to be back and can't wait to hear what y'all thought about this episode. Um, with that being said, if you are on Apple Podcasts, uh-huh. if y'all would do us a favor, head on over to your app and leave us a review. We want to know what y'all think. And uh, the more reviews we get, you know, the more people get exposed to the Rooted Life. So. Come on, exposure. Yes, we, we want it. that. <laughs> yeah, and so we would love to hear what y'all think about the episode. So if you want to take a screenshot of this episode when you listen to it, we would love for you to post it. Tag us at Rooted Life Podcast. And also be sure to tune in to our Tuesday talks, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> on IG Live. All right, y'all. That's it. Y'all stay rooted out here. We'll see y'all next week. Wow, girl, we did it. First episode, sis. What's up, though? That beat. Wow. So smooth. So jazzy. (laughs)